0: speaking, and you are listening to the Bookshop Chronicles. I run a bookshop in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. It is quaint, it is retro, it is upbeat and bouncy, and on this podcast we talk about books, bookstore business life, the people who love books, and all things in between. I am thrilled that you are here. So today we are going to talk about the books I have read so far this year, At the recording of this podcast, it is mid-February, and I am already 13 books into my new year. So I'm super excited about that. I feel so good. Okay, are you like me? When you finish a book and you get to rush over to your reading tracker, whether it's your app or your journal or however it is that you track your reading, and you get to cross off read. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I am such a list checker offer and that totally, totally thrills me. I think I have become quite the data geek. And so let me tell you about something that I have discovered recently because you and I are friends and I want you to know, have you heard about Storygraph? Storygraph is a reader's way to track their data. You get full reports about all of the genres, the moods, the page numbers, all of the things that you're reading in beautiful color diagrams and charts and graphs. It is so geeky awesome. I cannot get enough of it. So I have been deliciously checking off books, even the books I don't finish. You can still put that in there too, and it keeps everything listed for you. And then you can scroll back through and see All of this beautiful, colorful data about what you're reading. So you can see what your trends are. You can see what your habits are. You can see where in your reading life you are maybe lacking a little bit. Oh, I need to have some more nonfiction here. I need to add some more BIPOC. I need to spice things up a little bit or whatever it is. It is so fun. So go to Storygraph in your apps and just download that for free. If you already have Goodreads, I know, I know you were not alone. We all had Goodreads. But that just provides data for the big guys. And I frankly don't want them to have any more of my data. So I said no to Goodreads. And if you are already in Goodreads, all of your Goodreads data imports pretty much seamlessly right into Storygraph. So Storygraph has information, they can help you with that, tells you all about the ways to do it. And then boom, you're in there. So Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm 13 books into my reading life this year, and I want to tell you all about it. You ready? Let's get to it. Okay, the first book I'm going to tell you about is called The Nyx by Nathan Hill. This is a historical novel about a young boy named Samuel, who is a writer and a teacher who's not really loving his job. It's... It's a sweeping saga, almost, but I'm not exactly sure how to fully describe this, honestly. So Samuel is an adult, but it goes back to when he was a child and his mother left him and the deep wounds that that left. After quite some time, Samuel does hear about his mother Again, because there were rocks thrown at a presidential candidate, and this person was stemmed as a radical and a dangerous individual. And of course, this was Samuel's mother. So it goes back through her history as she was learning how to be a radical, what it meant to stand up for things in the 60s and all of that. It it was an interesting book. There were parts that I thought Nathan Hill really, really nailed it in the writing. Other parts, I was like, oh, what am I reading here? And I kind of just waited for parts of it to be over. It was it was a good creative book I had heard about on another bookish podcast. And uh, I don't know. I think for people who like the understanding of history and where rebellion stems from and how to see both sides of a coin when it comes to decision making politically, it's an interesting book. I don't know that it was for me. But you know what? I'm glad I read it. Okay, another book that I read was called The Summer Sail by Wendy Francis. This was a light, easy, breezy book about three friends who decide to go on a cruise to celebrate one friend's wedding anniversary and how each one who comes on this cruise brings some baggage that, of course, they all get solved happily. And it's just an easy, breezy, satisfying story, not too many highs or lows, but good enough that I kept going all the way through to the end. So it was a good, if you need like a fun beachy read, The Summer Sale by Wendy Francis. All right, another one that I read was called The Reading List by Sarah Nisha Adams. This book was all over book talk. It was all over Instagram. People were talking about it like crazy and I thought, oh, a book about a reading list. How interesting. So I think the premise of this book is actually pretty fantastic. So the idea of a list of, I think, what is there, maybe seven books on this list gets discovered by different people. And on this list are the books that this person who made the list decided, these are the books that changed my life. I want you to read them and it will hopefully change yours too. So this list goes through different people and it has books like To Kill a Mockingbird and Little Women and, you know, a bunch of classics, uh, The Kite Runner and so forth. Well, I think it was a good idea, but I think this story was actually told in the hands of characters I didn't care about. It was fairly uninteresting to me and I had hoped that it would be more than it was. And frankly, as I plugged through, I just just didn't enjoy it. There were parts of it that were entertaining, but so much of it that I felt needed to be cut out to make the book actually more reflective of the really good books that it was referring to. So the reading list, mm, not for me. Okay, another book that I read, which absolutely was for me, was called Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Have you heard of this book? Do you know about this book? Confession. I do not read the news. So I did not know about the sexual assault case involving swimmer Brock Turner and the accusation that he had sexually assaulted uh, a young woman. This book was told from the position of the young woman, Chanel Miller, who was assaulted and how her case was handled. I was livid reading this book. I was so frustrated and so mad at how this young woman had been handled in the court system, how the public had treated her. The whole thing just infuriated me and how the onus was put on her to defend herself all the time when frankly, she didn't do anything wrong. So I was mad. The idea of women who are Misrepresented in the justice system when they have been the ones targeted and harassed, victimized, and tormented is an actual problem for me. I really hate it, and I was so angry reading this book. But I'm very glad I read it because I think that the way that Chanel Miller handled this story was class act. This story was intense, it was profound, it was so inspirational and deeply moving. So, Chanel Miller, this was a five-star for me. I think that the way this book was written was top-notch, and thank you for putting this book and these truths out into the world. Okay, the next book that I read is called Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney. Now, Alice Feeney wrote Rock, Paper, Scissors, which I have read and reviewed, and really enjoyed and this one was very good too. Not as good as rock, paper, scissors but I quite enjoyed it. So the premise of this book is Amber Reynolds is in a coma. She can hear what's going on around her. She's not exactly sure what her situation is and she's very discombobulated. So the story is told between the perspective of what she overhears what she remembers, and then it goes back through diaries that are read throughout the book. So you're getting different fragments of stories and timelines together. and You're trying to piece all of this up. Now, interestingly enough, very unreliable narrative because you're not sure what is made up, what is real, what is true and what is not. Because one of the things that Alice confesses is, well, she's not the most honest character. So is she the only one? What is she lying about? Very, very hard to tell and it really does keep the tension going. So I liked this one. I thought it was good. I did not, of course, see where it was going to go. Um, and I think maybe it had an unnecessary twist after the main twist. But, you know, overall, I liked it. I like the idea of this. I like the creativity in the storytelling. And once again, Alice Feeney tells a story that kept me interested. So Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney. That is definitely worth reading. All right, another one that is definitely worth reading is called Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Now, I have been working through Taylor Jenkins Reid's backlist because I really like what we call the big three. Daisy Jones and the Six, Malibu Rising, and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And so I wanted to discover if her earlier titles were as fun and interesting and fabulously told as her last ones. And I started with Maybe In Another Life. This one was so, so good. Okay, the premise of this one is a sliding doors story. So if you know anything about sliding doors story, it is when a character takes a decision or there's an opportunity or an event and it goes two different ways. There are two simultaneous stories being told with the same characters. If one small change happens, what could possibly occur? So this was so fun to read and I, I love both scenarios. So Hannah is the main character and she goes out to the bar with her best friend Gabby and And runs into her old boyfriend named Ethan, I think. And she has a choice. Does she go home with Gabby? Or does she go with Ethan? So what happens is this story splits right there. And you find out what happens in both directions. I really liked the challenge that I felt of liking both timelines and both scenarios and feeling a little bit as if I'm not sure which one is the real one which one I prefer over the other one Um, it it was very very good so 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 well done it was light it was emotional it was funny in parts but basically it was just a very good story it was exactly what I needed it was exactly what I had hoped for and it cemented the idea for me that Taylor Jenkins reads earlier books just might be as awesome as I'd hoped. Next one on my list is called The City Baker's Guide to Country Living by Louise Miller. So in this book, Livvy was a incredibly well-known chef and has a little bit of a whoops at her job. And so she discovers this small town that her best friend lives in and that this town, well, they need her. The Sugar Maple Inn offers Livy a job and hopes that she will help them get the blue ribbon at the country fair's apple pie contest. So she has a lot of things to learn, a lot of quaint small town community folks to get to know, and of course there's a handsome gentleman, and there's just this lovely kind of warm cozy kitchen feel to the whole book. It's kind of predictable, it is sweet, and it just felt good to read. It's a very satisfying, cozy read, and I highly recommend it. Okay, the next book on my list is called The Kind Worth Killing by Peter Swanson. Remember Peter Swanson? Remember how many Peter Swanson books I read? Oh yeah. Okay, so this is one that I had on hold of the library for quite a long time. And finally, got a chance to read. So, this one seems to have the idea of strangers on a train, where two people meet, they are not at all connected, and one person says, "Um, I would like my partner to die. The other one says, I think we can make that happen. They would have alibis, there's no way the police would put them together. This is very much what I thought the premise of the book was starting to be, and I was. Already fully invested in the pace of this book. However, don't get too comfortable, folks. There is a twist on a twist on a twist. I think Mr. Swanson went a little twisty on this one. So you don't know who you can trust. You don't know who the character is that you're supposed to cheer for. You don't know if there's a hero or who the real villain is until the end. And then in the end, I think he added something that was unnecessary there was an extra twist that was not, it just didn't seem to be in line with what the story was leading you to expect or believe or actually added to the benefit of the book. When you read it, you'll know. And then it ended on kind of a vague note that didn't feel very Swanson-y to me. So anyway, the first two-thirds of the book, maybe the first three quarters, let's say, I was fully there. I was like, boom, boom, boom. I was page turning. I was excited about it, I was guessing, I was trying to predict and plan and all that, and then lost me a little bit towards the end. I'm really hard on endings. Honestly, if a book is too long or the ending is unsatisfying, it can spoil the whole thing. So this one wasn't spoiled, but it didn't really redeem it either. So The Kind Worth Killing by Peter Swanson, the first three quarters, fantastic. Okay, let's talk fantastic. I read Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston, and this was fantastic. You've probably read it. I'm sure you have seen it on Book Talk and Instagram and stuff, because by all means, it is everywhere. You can't miss a book with a bold pink cover and a story about a boy named Alex, who's the son of the president, falling in love with Henry, who's the Prince of Wales, I mean that just, you, you can't help it. You've got to know what happens in that book. Well, this book is a win. You absolutely have to read this book. It has all the charming quips and misunderstandings of typical romance tropes, but it actually elevates in significant ways. Both characters are so fun and different. They have amongst them their own barrage of, interesting characters that support them. But their love story is special. The way they actually talk to each other, a lot of it is through texts and emails um, as well, but they use actual love language to each other that is, I have to say, far beyond what I have read in other romance books. Some romance books to me are so cheesy and so tacky that I just, I don't trust it. I think it's it's commercial, it's bleh, This one actually felt like I was eavesdropping on what two men in love are saying to each other. And it was so lovely. Now, it is a saucy book. So if you are listening to the audiobook version on this one, protect from young ears or potential grandmas or whoever is listening because it it gets a little spicy. But... I loved it I loved this book I thought it was wonderful and um, gosh you know they're gonna make a film of this one day of course they're gonna do that and I don't want to see that film I want this story to stay in my imagination in my heart just the way Casey McQuiston has written it because these characters are brilliant and beautiful their love story is bold and imaginative and I was there for all of it so Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Absolutely. Okay, another one that I read is called 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest. I do not know exactly how to summarize this book for you. (sighs) Okay, well, it was so poignant. And there are... An overwhelming amount of underlineable, quotable, bumper sticker, inspirational phrases in this book that uh, it's astounding. So if you are somebody who likes to underline, annotate, quote, do something with the things in a book that inspire you, you will have a field day with this book of essays. It was fantastic. Fantastic. I'm going to read it again. I am going to annotate, annotate? Oh, I'm going to annotate. I'm going to annotate the heck out of my copy because it definitely requires a reread and a rethink. This really does challenge the way you think. She talks about all kinds of things: psychology, sociology, thoughts, behavioral, intuition, feelings, emotions, passions. I mean. There is pretty much nothing she doesn't tackle in this that relates directly to how we perceive ourselves in the world and how we react to it. I, oh, okay, well, I guess I could keep saying over and over how much I loved it, but that doesn't really tell you much about the book. Read the book. Read the book of 101 essays, which please do not be overwhelmed by this. We're not talking the essays like you had to write in school. These are essays that are highly readable. And this book is not huge. So some essays are very short. Some of them feel like they are quick lists you can go through. Um, Please read this book. Read this book. Give it to a friend. Annotate your copy. Go back to it over and over. Find the essays that you love the most. Reread them. Thank you for this book, Brianna Wiest. This is awesome. All right. The next book that I read was called Empire Falls, by Richard Russo. Now, Richard Russo actually won the Pulitzer for this book. And I had this on my TBR for the longest time, like really stupidly long, because I'd heard about this on a bookish podcast way, way back in the day. And I thought, yeah, I want to read this Pulitzer winning book about a small town. Well, this book has a very Gilmore Girls esque quality to it if you were to pair that with oh I don't know say Desperate Housewives it is a little bit saucy in parts and it's very old school this is not a new book so they have some very um narrow-minded old-fashioned opinions that are not as politically correct as I would prefer but I recognize it is not current so I see it for what it is Um, this is a story of Empire Falls, which is a old-fashioned blue-collar town um, surrounded by abandoned mills and old-fashioned ideas. So, in this one, Miles is the main character. His daughter, Tick, is in high school. And his ex-wife, I think her name is Janine, is going to be married to somebody else. There's a lot of very funny drama. And here's what I have to say about this book. This book, I'm sure someday should be or will be a mini series or a TV series because there is so much going on in this town. The characters, their side stories, their backstories, the queer, funny little ways that they all engage with each other. It is so interesting. And I think to see them would add a lot to the little bits that Richard Russo provides in terms of their character and their experience. I would like to see this played out on screen. I really would. Um it was a little bit long in parts, but overall this was a very entertaining read. So Empire Falls by Richard Russo won the Pulitzer. Uh you should read it. It's it's a good. It's a good book. Remember, as you read it, it was not written recently, so you have to forgive it for its backward ways. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, so let's go back to one more Taylor Jenkins Reads backlist called One True Loves. Okay, this one I also really, really enjoyed. One True Loves is a story of a young woman who marries her high school sweetheart. And they have the perfect relationship. He's the perfect guy. They're perfect together. Oh, we're so cute. And one day before their first wedding anniversary, his helicopter goes down. And he's gone. It takes her a while. And eventually Emma grieves. She gets over it as much as she can. And decides that she has to move on with her life. And she rekindles a romance with uh, a young man that she knew when she was growing up. Who had quite a thing for her. But she had eyes only for her, her soon to be husband. So that wasn't going to be. But he never forgot her. And so she decides... To hook up with him. So she gets engaged to him. This is Sam. Sam is also amazing and I have a hard time thinking that there are two amazing guys like this that one girl gets a shot at but you know this is fiction. So she's engaged to Sam. They have a very happy life together and then she gets a phone call. Hi. This is your past. (laughs) My gosh. Yes it was her first husband Jesse. Who called her? Jesse is alive and now she has to decide what do I do? I have two men that I love. One that I started with and one that I am now with. What do I do? Oh! All the way through this book I did not know what she was going to do. I felt so much emotional tension reading this story trying to put myself in her shoes. It has a very castaway movie kind of feel. You know the movie with Tom Hanks? His love story with the uh, volleyball and <laughs> okay. so this has a very very castawayish vibe to it but also oh my gosh just read it you guys one true loves by taylor jenkins read if you want an emotional read that sucks you right in and doesn't let you go until the very end this one will do it okay the last book that i have read recently it's called The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyse. Now, this book is based on a true story of the pack horse librarians in Kentucky that decided to get on horseback and deliver books to the families that live up in the hills and the mountains that couldn't access books any other way. Now, the fact that I had a book truck and I already love stories of women who engage bold endeavors to take books to people in creative ways. I am very for this story. But what JoJo Moyes did with this book was she told a a story that was so much about friendship and potential and the courage and endurance of women. I mean I, I what do I say? It was a full five star book for me and I loved it. I loved the way it was told. I love the pace of this book. I love the stories of the women and the dynamics that they dealt with and how different they were all permitted to be in their situation and yet celebrated for that in a way that complemented one another so, so well. So The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes. Yes, yes, please read this book. It is so good. It got some flack when it came out because there was also a book written by... Kim Michelle Richardson called the book woman of troublesome Creek that came out at nearly about the same time as the giver of stars. And this was also about the Kentucky pack horse library project. And, but it is a totally different book. So I don't know why people were all up in arms about this. They are two totally different books. That book was awesome. That was about Cussie and how she had um, a very unique condition where her skin was blue. But that was a whole different kind of story. So I'm going to focus on The Giver of Stars and tell you it was stellar. If you like historical fiction based on truth that is also celebratory of women, this is the book for you. All right, you guys. That was 13 books. Holy Hannah, that's a lot of books. Okay, so I hope your reading life is going really, really well. And there's a lot happening in my house. My youngest daughter just moved out this week. So Mark and I are figuring out how to be empty nesters. That is, uh, that is a lot. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm okay with it or if I'm in denial right now. <sighs> I miss my girls. Um, So, yeah, we're going to have family dinner tonight. I'm excited about that. And I'm going to get to reading my 14th book. So I will keep you posted. There is another fun guest who's going to join us on the next episode of the Bookshop Chronicles. But until then, whatever it is you're doing, be relevant, be generous, be unforgettable. And may your reading life be extraordinary.